Hello, everyone. I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Pea Valley Podcast. I imagine and I am very hopeful that Viola Davis fans will listen to this episode so they'll be exposed to this podcast. And up top, I just want to say if you're a fan of anything that Viola Davis has ever appeared in, please forward this episode. Please text it um, to Viola Davis fans that are friends of yours, family members. Please text it, tweet it, post it, repost it. However you need to share this episode, please, please do so because I work hard on this podcast. It is just a thankless job that costs me time and cost me a little money, I'm sure, in different ways. And so it's a labor of love. And the best way to say thank you for just me sharing this story from one fan to another fan would be to make a donation. So I will be posting my cash app link in the episode description, but there's also a donation link in every episode as well. So just one donation of whatever you'd like, even if it's a dollar, I would, I'd probably fall down onto the ground and start crying tears of joy over just $1. So thank you again for listening. Again, please just share this. I've had a few interviews that I've done in the past go viral and those went viral because of the fans. And actually everything that I've done has gone viral because of support from people like yourself. So you can do this. Please help me. I would love to just see how far this episode can go with the help of Viola Davis's awesome fans. So thank you in advance for listening. I hope that you'll listen to this podcast in its entirety. I apologize right now if the audio quality is not the best. I'm not using my microphone at the moment. So I apologize about that. But I think that my story about meeting Viola Davis on Friday, July 23rd is worth it. I think it's worth it if the sound quality isn't so great. So thank you for listening and feel free to listen in increments if you're like, oh my God, it's so hard to listen to just one person speak um, at a time. I understand that. Do whatever you got to do. Just listen to the entire episode and please support this podcast with $1, $5, $10, $40 million, <laughs> whatever it is that you think you could spare. It would really motivate me and encourage me so much. Moving right along after that long intro, I would just like to explain briefly why it is that I love Viola Davis. So I'm not someone who likes her or is a fan of her because she's famous and because she, you know, is talented. That's not why I'm a fan of hers. Of course, that is a huge part of why I am a fan of Miss Viola Davis. But the reason why it was particularly important and moving to me that I met her is because I'm inspired by a story that was written about her when she covered People Magazine in 2017. So, quote, this is what Viola Davis said herself, quote, I would jump in trash bins with maggots looking for food, and I would steal from the corner store because I was hungry. 
I never had any kids come to my house because my house was a condemned building. It was boarded up. It was infested with rats. Rats bit the faces off her dolls. And she had to go to sleep with rags tied around her neck to keep them from biting her at night. Viola also didn't have running water or a bathroom, just an outhouse. Viola has gone from poverty, extreme poverty, and from having to protect herself from rats biting her neck at night to Juilliard. Viola attended Juilliard for four years, the prestigious school that has pumped out so many successful and talented people from around the world. And then she went on to win an Oscar. And Hollywood favors youth and Hollywood favors conventional beauty, European idealistic standards of beauty. Hollywood obviously favors more of the Jennifer Lawrence's than they do the Viola Davises and the Lupita Nyong'o's, which is also another reason why I'm a fan of Viola's because I appreciate that because she is very dark-skinned, she is giving little dark-skinned girls visibility and allowing them to be seen on screen. It's like we could all, or I could sit here and I could think of the very dark-skinned women in Hollywood. So Viola comes to mind, Lupita Nyong'o comes to mind, Jodi um, Smith-Turner, I think that's her name, and then Gabourey Sidibe. The fact that I could sit there and list these women lets you know how much of a problem Hollywood has with inclusivity and how rampant colorism is. Because if I had to sit here and list successful white male actors, I would be here for you know at least several hours because the list is endless. But there's such a small percentage of people who are A-list and Oscar winners and as successful and prominent as Viola Davis is that are women because Hollywood doesn't care about how dark a man is. But apparently women are not supposed to be dark, just like women are not supposed to be fat or tall. It's it's crazy how um, how that all works out. So I'm a fan of Viola because I was aware of what she's come from since 2017. I'm aware of the fact that she used to wrap rags around her neck to prevent rats from biting her in the night. I heard that and I can't forget it because rats scare the shit out of me. And I cannot, I have no way of knowing the sheer terror and panic that she lived in for a long period of time, if that was her standard of living and then she didn't have running water, she had an outhouse. How is it that you come from that and then you go on to Juilliard and to win an Oscar? It's absolutely amazing. And so I love her for that. Her drive and her passion facing such adversity, it's astonishing. So shout out to Viola for that. And then her acting, let's get to the acting. Now, I heard that Viola kills it in Suicide Squad. Of course she does. This is Viola Davis. So all you fans out there who saw her in Suicide Squad, I'm jealous. I should be watching that this weekend. I heard she is so good in it. But I've watched every single episode of How to Get Away with Murder. And Viola gives me chills. Viola's work really should be studied in schools because she is that brilliant. She hits her marks every single time. No misses. 
and her acting just gives me chills. So she had to have a break. Viola had to have a breakdown while playing Annalise Keating essentially every single episode. If you watch the series, you know that. I'm like, how is she nailing it consistently for six years? Are you kidding me? Shout out to an icon, the legend herself. Viola is so great at what she does that her pretending to take a shot from an imaginary invisible shot glass that Variety Magazine tweeted in late April, that clip has almost 9 million views, which is incredible. And I love that Viola, I've seen her in interviews saying that people tell her that she's the black Meryl Streep and she goes, no. I'm the Viola Davis. I stan. I love the confidence. It is so true. Don't compare her to Meryl. She's great and Meryl's great. Don't even go there. And one of the things that I love about Viola as well is if you watched How to Get Away with Murder, why is your penis on a dead girl's phone? Bam, let me rip my fucking wig off. Now, Viola said that ripping her wig off in that um, iconic scene was her idea. So she was like, you know what? How about I rip my wig off? And then she said that when it came time to film the scene, she was like, you know, actually, I don't want to do this. I know I suggested that I should rip my wig off. I'm not feeling comfortable. How about we, we not do it? And they were like, um... We love the idea and we want you to do it. So she ripped her fucking wig off and every single black woman who has ever worn a wig felt that scene on a very deep level. And I love her for that. I love her for wanting to bring that level of realness to her argument with her white husband. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, you ain't gonna see me looking good, child. I'm taking this wig all the way the fuck off. And then there's Miss Davis in The Help delivering her iconic line, you is smart, you is kind, you is important. <laughs> it's like, only Viola. I feel like if somebody else delivered that line, people wouldn't be quoting that shit. But when Viola quotes a line, you are going to go ahead and meme it and say it over and over. So on... Friday, July 23rd, my life was forever changed. So basically, I wanted to, I went to this restaurant in Los Angeles. Those are all the details I'm going to give. I'm not going to name drop this restaurant just because I don't want people showing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my spot. It's where I'm bound to see Viola again. Or it's where I might see other people or what have you. I'm just not trying to give this restaurant publicity on whatever level that this um, episode could reach. So I went to this restaurant and I walked up to the hostess and I've been there before, um, kind of somewhat of a regular, and I always just order their sides, a few sides to go. And so I go and I asked her, oh, well, how is the brisket sandwich? And she was like, oh, you know what? She was like, it's good. And and you should just do the lunch special. Because if you do the lunch special, you could get the brisket and two sides and it's much cheaper. 
And she was like, we're not busy right now. And I could tell your server to hurry. Do you want to do that? And then I reluctantly said, okay, which is so unlike me. Like I was not in the mood to have a sit down full on lunch. I just wanted to get my sides and bounce. And so I owe everything to this hostess. So she goes, she sits me down at a table and immediately she, I guess she told the server, this girl's trying to go. A server comes up to me. I give them my order. I order my brisket sandwich. I order fries and I order some mac and cheese. And I, my food arrives, huge portion of fries, like very, very huge. So then there's a group of people that walk in and they sit at the table to my right. So they're to my right, but they're also in front of me. So to the side of me and right on my right hand side. And naturally when a group walks in and is seated at the table next to you, eventually you look over just to see, you know, fellow patrons at the restaurant And then I look over and I see Viola fucking Davis. And I'm like, okay, this is a lot. This a lot is happening right now all at once. I think my eyes may have bulged out a little bit and my jaw may have dropped a little bit. I'm in shock. I know I'm in Los Angeles, but I'm in shock. And the reason why is when I lived in Los Angeles in the past, I would not run into anyone that I was a fan of. So I ran into a few people, but trust me, I didn't run into anyone unless I was actually at an event that these people would be at. But I just, this is such a rare occurrence. And remember, I didn't even want to sit my ass down in the restaurant. I was trying to leave. And the hostess is the one who talked me into sitting there. I look over and I see Viola fucking Davis. And so she is wearing a... an orange dress with thin straps. It goes all the way down. Like think of like a curtain type of maxi dress. Um, Orange. It looks amazing on her, on her dark skin. And I don't think she has um, a bra on. I think she was incognito. I don't know if that's a word. I can't remember if I Googled it or not, but that's what I'm going to call it. And Viola, she was giving me Annalise Keating confronting her cheating ass husband because Viola had on no makeup and she had her little afro out. And I think that all kind of helped her be in disguise a little bit more, especially for the people who've seen her work when she actually has on some wig. And so I look over, I see Viola Davis, and she is seated with about four other people, all black people, um, which I loved. So she's with her little crew, and I'm guessing um, they were friends of hers or family members, I'm not sure. But there was a lady who was next to her and Viola gave her a kiss on the cheek really sweetly and gave her a side hug. And I imagine that that person was related to Viola. Now, Viola Davis is such a natural beauty. She has not a drop of makeup on. Her skin is flawless. It was glistening because of her dark skin tone, the way that the light was hitting her from above. It's like her skin looked like her shoulder and her arm looked so silky smooth. And it just, it's like she was glowing, but it's just her natural complexion and the light. So 
So I'm seated at a table next to Oscar-winning actress, icon, Viola Davis. I have a basket of fries, mac and cheese, and a brisket sandwich that I had a few bites of. I panic. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. I want to leave. I'm embarrassed. I'm humiliated. This sandwich is so big. It needs two hands. And I do not want to stuff my face in front of Viola Davis. I have to go. I start to wonder if I need to get the server to give me my check so I could leave immediately because this is humiliating. She is a legend to me. And I don't want her seeing me like this, just stuffing my face with a huge sandwich. Now I got to open up my mouth like I'm about to suck a dick because this sandwich is so big and I got to do this with her literally right in front of me. I could reach if I put my arm out and Viola put her arm out, we would be touching hands or we would be holding hands. That's how close she was to me. And I did not want to present myself as a fan who is very hungry and disgusting because she is she really gets down with her food. I was livid and I was embarrassed and humiliated and shocked. I just couldn't believe who the hell I was sitting next to. I froze because it's like, what am I supposed to do? I can't keep eating my food in front of this queen. And then I have my phone. I'm in the restaurant by myself because I was just trying to get a few sides and bounce. But now I'm seated in a restaurant. And what do I do when I eat by myself? I get on my phone, but Viola is sitting next to me. I can't get on my cell phone because anything I do on my phone, it makes it look like I am texting and tweeting about sitting next to Viola at this restaurant. And the last thing I'm going to do is to make her uncomfortable by having her think that I'm letting people know that she's next to me. I don't want her to feel watched. I want her to have fun with her friends. Meanwhile, no one else in the restaurant recognized that Viola Davis was in the restaurant. And when I say no one, the most disappointing part of this story is that Viola and her friends were sitting there. They looked at the menus. They decided what they wanted to eat. No server came over to help them. It felt super racist. And I've every time I've been there, or every time I go there, I'd only gone there and picked things up, but I've been there since, of course. And when I go, they immediately race over to me and ask me what I want. And I do not know why the service was horrible. I was getting upset. As a fan of Viola, I was getting very upset. Viola was like, what's going on? What's going on? Saying that to her friends. I hope they come over soon. Well, if somebody takes our order and Viola Davis had to say, excuse me to a waiter and have him come over and take her order. The disrespect, the disrespect. And I really wanted to tell that waiter, um, you should be nice to that table. Do you know who she is? I mean, I can't say, do you know who I am? But I could say, do you know who she is? I couldn't say that though, because I there was no way for me to tell the waiter to get his shit together without her knowing that I told the waiter to get his shit together. Because I really wanted to call a waiter over for her table. I was super pissed. I don't know what was going on. And that's all. That's part of the reason why I'm not going to shout out this restaurant. Because y'all did my girl dirty. Now, I ain't no actress. But when Viola Davis is sitting next to you, you don't know if you're going to be cast in the next movie. Like the help too. <laughs> or you don't know if you're about to be cast in The Suicide Squad 2 or something. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make a good impression 
on this powerful icon. I'm sitting there and I don't know what to do because I'm not trying to get down with my plate in the way that I want to. So guess what I do? I sit there moving like a nervous, weird robot, and I eat one French fry at a time like a freak show. And I was eating slowly because I was like, Viola Davis is sitting next to me. Guess what? I ain't got nowhere to go. I'm going to stay here until she leaves. (laughs) I was like, I can't move. I have to stay here. And my food has to last as long as possible so that it doesn't look like I'm trying to extend my visit to this restaurant because they ordered their food so late because nobody wanted to come over and give them any freaking service. So I'm eating one French fry at a time and I'm panicking because I do not want to eat my brisket sandwich anymore. I was like, this shit just has to sit there because I cannot disrespect her by eating it in front of her. And I was also really, really sad that Viola was sitting next to me. So this is the the storm of emotions that I was in the middle of. So I'm I go through shock. It's like the 12 stages, right? I go through shock. I had no denial, but um, shock and then horror because nobody's coming over to take Viola Davis's order. Shock, horror, nervousness, panic, awkwardness, and sadness because I'm like, I love her. I don't want to see her humanized like this. I want to see her at the freaking Academy Awards. I want to see her on stage. I don't want to see Viola Davis, all Annalise Keating out, no makeup, you know, natural hair. So I did not like that Viola was being humanized like this. Like if I'm about to watch her get down with her food, she's being humanized and I'd rather just have her on a pedestal. So I really am feeling uncomfortable, but I am loving every moment because only in LA, baby, only in LA. I only moved here recently and look who the hell I am seated next to at a restaurant in the middle of the day. Obviously, clearly this place is not high end at all. I'm sure you can tell already I'm having brisket. They have lunch specials. I wasn't expecting this shit whatsoever. So now I'm sitting there and I decide that I can't just keep eating one French fry at a time like a dumbass. So I decide to pick up my sandwich and eat it. And so I'm stuffing my face and I feel Viola's eyes on me and I look and we lock eyes as my lips are wrapped around this sandwich and I take a bite and I want to die. This is not the way that I want to make eye contact with Annalise Keating, but here we are. Now, because Viola had to wait for service and wait for her food, I'm able to listen to her speak. And as I'm listening to Viola speak, I'm not looking at her because that would be weird. And I'm already acting awkward and weird. So I don't need to add on, pile on to it by staring at her while she's talking. I'm trying to pretend that I don't know who she is and I don't care what she's talking about. So Viola is sitting there with her friends when she starts talking about drinking margaritas and how people should season their food and how they don't season their food correctly. And I'm learning Viola Davis drinks? Annalise Keating can cook? 
Oh my God, I can't wait to go to her house. No, I'm joking. <laughs> for her barbecue, for her cookouts. I am completely 100% joking. But it was so fun. I was like, oh my God, Annalise drinks margaritas I drink margaritas too and I like to eat too so we could totally be besties <laughs> so what was super funny is that Viola's friends were literally saying Viola Viola while they're talking to her and I'm just like do you want people in the restaurant to know that she's here because I don't talk like that I don't say the name of the person that I'm talking to as I'm talking to them and it was just so fun for me to hear them calling her Viola but the funnest part about me listening to Viola and not looking at her is I got to hear her voice in a way that I hadn't before because every time that I've heard Viola I've been staring at her on a screen I've never just been listening to her just the audio of her voice the sound of her voice and I was like her voice is so remarkable and so unique you can never mistake it for anyone else's voice there's so much power in her voice so much conviction and depth I love it it's so strong perfect absolute perfect tone I could not believe that I was listening to Annalise Keating talk about drinking alcohol and cooking and eating. What? To just hear the voice that I'd listened to for six years next to me talking about everyday shit and letting me know that she's down to have a good time. I was completely losing it. I was like, I cannot believe I'm here. I cannot believe this is happening to me. I do believe the stars were aligned 100% because I wasn't even trying to sit down in that restaurant. The hostess pushed that on me, honestly. And what if I hadn't gone to the restaurant that day? And what if I hadn't gone at that time? This was incredible. And what if they didn't sit her ass right next to me so I could hear every word she's saying? So I'm, I'm there soaking it up. And I'm just like, okay, I want to remember every single thing that Viola is saying because I got to like tell folks about my dope encounter. And then Viola gets a phone call and she's on the phone. And I hope that she's talking about some new amazing roles that she's securing, securing the bag. I know that she has a book that's going to be coming out. I think it's April of next year. Listening to the sound of Viola's voice, it was so clear to me that she needs to do voiceover for everything. If Viola did an ad telling me to do anything, I wouldn't question it. I'm convinced. I believe. I'm going to go ahead and do whatever you say. Her voice is so amazing, and I just hadn't really recognized it in that way until I was sitting next to her and listening to her. Absolutely incredible. So... We locked eyes, and when we locked eyes, Viola looked away. And I don't know, and I will never know, did she know that I was a fan because I was acting so strange? I was just barely moving my body, you know? I'm sitting right in front of my phone, not touching the phone, eating one French fry at a time. Like, I would love to know if she knew that I was a fan, and I feel like she had to. I feel like she really did because that would explain why I was being such a weirdo, you know? So we lock eyes. I'm embarrassed. She quickly looks away, but I think she may have known that my face probably said, oh my God, Viola is looking at me while I shove this food down my fucking face hole. So I felt very vulnerable because I was. And so I went to the restroom. I decided that 
I needed to leave. I needed to leave, not because I was embarrassed that she looked at me while I was eating, but I decided that I'm such a fan that if we leave the restaurant at the same time, then it just gets weird for her because she's like, um, I don't want this girl to see me go into my car and follow me home. You know, I just wanted to be, oh, I just wanted her to be comfortable because naturally some people are just a little too much of a fan. And so I went to the restroom to muster up the courage to say something to someone that I just really, really admired. And because it's not easy, it's hard. Celebrities, they're always with people. And one of the biggest tricks that they like to pull, one of the biggest stunts, is celebrities adore being on the phone. And I don't even know if they're actually talking to someone, but they are constantly the amount of people I've seen on the phone so that a fan does not interrupt their conversation and so that it intimidates and discourages people from approaching them. It's hard. It's hard to approach someone when they're in a group because you know you're, you're, that you're outnumbered and that they're going to be gawking at you. And so I was in the bathroom and I was like, you have to do this. You cannot, you are never going to forgive yourself if you do not approach Annalise Keating and say something to her. And I want to give a quick little side note about being starstruck. So a lot of people love to say, I don't get starstruck. I don't get starstruck. Good for you. That's what I have to say. You are strange. And that is weird because this is, these are my thoughts on being starstruck. You know, as someone who has been around celebrities and interviewed celebrities and whatnot, I don't get starstruck over everyone, but I do believe that there are people that everyone gets starstruck over because the amount of celebrities who freak out when they're meeting somebody that they're a fan of, that, there's an endless list of those celebrities because why not? If I, the way that I think of being starstruck and in the, like when I met Viola, I was starstruck because of her talent and her accomplishments and how she, and her rags to riches story. That made me starstruck. If she weren't a celebrity and I knew of her journey of a similar journey, I would be starstruck as well. I'd be very excited to meet her like the creator of Spanx. I'm impressed. She took like a $5,000 loan, if I'm not mistaken, and she created this billion dollar company because she's like, let me cut the holes off of pantyhose. And so I get starstruck over some people, as does everyone. And anyone who says that they don't get starstruck is either lying or or that's sad. That's pretty sad that you can't find pleasure in life over meeting someone that you're a fan of. So I find it very strange when people are like, I don't get starstruck. Yeah, you don't got to pass out. You don't got to be shaking and crying and screaming like you're a Beatles fan or a One Direction fan or a Bieber fan. But you should be excited if you have blood running through your veins. So don't ever feel bad if you have a moment if you run into someone. That's natural. That's supposed to happen. So I'm sitting in the bathroom terrified to approach Viola because one of the reasons I was scared is like, what if this goes horribly? I rather not know if she is a bitch. And I was actually invited to interview Viola. I had two opportunities to interview Viola in the past and I turned them down because 
um, you know, her and the cast of How to Get Away with Murder. I turned them down because I did not want to find out if the people on that show were assholes because I was a fan of the show. And I said, I want to enjoy this series without finding out who I hate and why I should hate them. And so I didn't want to meet Viola. I was like, I admire her talent. I love her talent. That is enough for me. But I ran into her which was clearly obviously very unusual for the reasons that I've already mentioned. And I was like, if I don't say anything, I'm not going to be able to sleep at night. I'm going to be like, I'm just not going to be very happy with my decision. So I knew that I had to approach Viola. And I've also learned how to approach celebrities. You need to keep it concise. You need to keep it moving. They are not there to like cancel their plans for the day to listen to you. They don't want you to act like they're godlike figures. You just got to keep everything on their level and be pretty brief and nice and try your hardest to really rein in, keep your fandom under wraps and do not ask them for a photo. So I leave the bathroom and I go and I walk up to Viola's table. My heart is probably kind of sort of pounding or racing. Can't really remember, but clearly I was not my at peak comfort level. This is Miss Davis. So her back was actually turned in my direction and she's talking to her people at her table. And I felt like she was trying not to be approached, but she wasn't. That's so not true because it's not like she saw me, you know, when I was walking up to her cause her back was turned, but I just felt that she was deep in conversation. Um, you know, hopefully to just enjoy her company. But I was like, uh, uh-uh, I have to say something. This is Miss Davis. So I, I walked in front of Viola And I said to her, I said, I love you so much. This just made my whole month. And Viola lit up and she said, oh, you just made my month, my whole month. I was watching you eat your burger and I wanted some. And she started laughing and I started laughing really hard and awkwardly because I'm talking to Miss Davis. And, you know, the people who are with her, of course, are staring me down really hard. And I'm just like, I appreciate that Viola probably sensed my nerves. And she decided to make a joke because she knew, like, that's the best way to lighten the mood, be engaging, be nice. She didn't have to make that joke. All she had to say is thank you, thank you so much, and turn back to her friends and get up in her conversation. But I'm the one who said thank you and walked away because, as I said, I like to keep it concise. I had a little bit of regret about not telling her, you know, how much she's inspired me, knowing what she's come from and her how important her representation is, what a pleasure it is to watch her perform. But I didn't want to just have this whole big fangirl moment when she's just trying to enjoy her visit to this restaurant. Because when you, you know, when celebrities are at restaurants, it's very, very tricky. They're trying to just enjoy their meal, enjoy their company. They're not trying to get into a big interview situation with a fan who's going to just be really, really annoying. But I just appreciate that she made a joke. I appreciate that because, and she's quick. She's so quick. That joke was so perfect. It was flawless because she, we did lock eyes as I was stuffing my face. And so I really love that she said that she wanted some of my food. I mean, as a foodie, I stand. Viola gave me another reason to stand that day. And before I left too, um, one of her 
friends, I assume, got up and Viola was like, can you put some more money in my parking meter? And I was like, which one is her car? You know, when I walked outside, I was like, which one is she driving? I mean, which is so fun because I remember um, there was this one time where Ryan Seacrest pulled up. I was at an event, a press junket, and Ryan Seacrest pulled up in the baddest car I've ever seen in my life. Never seen anything like it before, like it or after. I Like, was this shit custom? Was it custom made for Mr. Seacrest? We all know he's ballin'. This car was just so, so sick. I, I can't do it any justice if I'm trying to convey how dope this car was, how unique this shit was, how fly it was. I mean, it was incredible. And so I was like, okay, well, what, what is Viola in? <laughs> you know, so it, it was just cute to me too. her telling her friend, can you put some more money in my meter? Because it's like, can't you handle a ticket? What's the big deal? <laughs> but no, stars, quote, they're just like us, like Us Magazine would say. So Viola Davis, the talented legend, is a doll in person. She's sweet. She's funny in person. Just she's quick. She is worthy of all of the accolades that she gets. And it was just nice to see how nice she was. Nine out of ten celebrities would have just said, thank you. Have a great day. You know, they would have like did the thank you and said something to wrap it up or just said, oh, thank you. And then turned to their friends, made no eye contact, looked away. She was looking me dead in the eyes. She was so sweet. I appreciated it. Like I... I was not at my best, right? Attire-wise, I was not put together, but she she didn't even look me up and down, you know? Like, a lot of snobby people, what do they do? The first thing they do is look a bitch from head to toe. She didn't do any of that. She just looked at me in the eyes, was really sweet, and we were both laughing together, and I was like, I am laughing with Viola. So it was just so fun, and I hope you enjoy this story, even though, yes, I sound like a fan, why wouldn't I? I already explained why I'm a fan. Thank you guys for listening to this. Um, if you are a Viola fan, I appreciate you listening to this so very much. I know if I was a fan of someone, I would want to hear about what it was like to run into them in such a casual setting because that gives you a little more insight into who they actually are because a lot of times at celebrity events, they are on. They're quote unquote on because they know that they have to be. They know that they're around reporters. But when you really catch them out in the wild doing their thing, that's when, you know, they they are more inclined to really give you the cold shoulder and write you off. So Viola killed it. She crushed it. It just makes me so much more of a fan of hers. I cannot wait to read her book. Thank you again. Um, you heard everything in the intro. If you could, you know, make a donation, that's great. I'm not going to ask y'all to subscribe. If you subscribe, that would really help me to get back towards the top of the Apple charts. But I understand that. You may just come here for this episode. That's fine. But please, if you just made a donation, that would make my day. Um, I live in Los Angeles now and I actually have run into at least one other celebrity. I'm trying to think. I had, yeah, I think I saw a few people, but then I saw one other celebrity at a restaurant um, like the other week not really worthy of me doing a whole episode on that person, um, especially because I didn't say anything to that person. But I do plan on um, possibly making a second podcast, possibly putting it on Patreon. And I, th- I think that um, 
you know, if you want to stay tuned to see what I might have down the pipeline, it would be an amazing idea to subscribe. But all I ask is that you listen to this episode, which you clearly have done, and that you please send it out to any Viola fans, any Viola stands, anyone who's like an aspiring actor. I do think Viola and her work should be studied. It's worthy to be studied. So I hope you're having a great week. And thank you to everyone who allowed me to have, I guess, one or two. I think it was only one week off. Um, I did not want to rush this episode because... I'm a fan of Viola's and, and I just didn't want to, I wanted to do this episode. I want to do this story justice. I wanted to get all of the, all of the details in there. And if I was just rushing, this might've been like a five, 10 minute episode. And I didn't want to do that. So thank you for your patience and please go ahead and rate review and subscribe on Apple podcasts. That will help me to climb the charts again. And I will see you next week.